The following is intended for mature audiences only. Discretion is advised. Hi, besties. It's Yamini. Thanks so much for listening to Pillow Fight. Every week here, we play a couple rounds of Fuck, Mary Kill based on disparate headlines, Would You Rather based on world news, and we finish off the episode with some good old-fashioned truth or dare. If you like our show, give us a little like wherever you're listening, and if you're feeling extra generous, leave a review. If you prefer to watch the show, see our facial reactions, feel like you're in person with us, you should go check it out on Big Comedy Network's YouTube channel. This week, I'm joined by Charlie James. Charlie's a writer and comedian in LA who hosts a bunch of amazing stand-up shows. He's also always posting sketches and stand-up clips on social media, so go check them out at Non-Binary Cowboy on all platforms. Let's dive right into the episode. This year's made of goose. We got feathers flying everywhere. Mine's made of goose. This is so fun. Pillow fighting. Why is it so fun? Pillow fight. You have the best. I feel like everyone always struggles with what do you get your father for Father's Day because. Dads are notoriously hard to gift for, and you have, every year I see it, the best Father's Day gift that I've ever seen. Thank you so much. It started, this is year five. For some reason, we're, we like can't find the shirt from 2021. Like it, it has gone missing. Um, but yeah, every year I get him a shirt with a photo of him wearing the shirt from last year. And so like, you can see down to the very first year. But the problem this year, it came out really blue. Like, I don't know why. Something was off with the printing. So this year you were also in the photo, right? Yes. Before it was just him. But for some reason, we never got a photo of just him in the shirt from last year. Oh, okay. So, you, so I was like, you had to be okay, I have to be a part of it. My other thing I noticed was that this year he got nicknamed. Yes. So we try to like switch it up. We ever it's so me. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we the creative department behind this. Yeah. So like very first year, the like two things that we would call my dad when I was a kid were Wubba and Doofus. <laughs> so okay. the first year it says like known Doofus on the shirt. And then like last year we he was certified best dad of the year or something. We switched it up a little bit. And this year he's Jim. Yeah, as opposed to James. After five years, you can start to get comfortable with it. Right. I feel like I'm finally, I'm like, okay, I've known my dad for five years. (laughs) (laughs) I have one of those dads that doesn't like any of the dad stuff. Totally. Really hard to shop for. Really hard. Yeah. And I feel like I always default to like some lazy thing, like buying him like a shirt, one good shirt that he's going to wear to death for the next five years. Does he have like... A specific type of shirt that he's obsessed with? It's like he's obsessed with no shirt. Like he still is wearing the same like awful clothes that he was wearing in like 2005. If it if it's still together. So I think it's just kind of like getting him something that he won't hate. That is like kind of more elevated than his normal shirt. Totally. So it's like usually kind of a polo that isn't like a polo. Like it's a button up shirt that's like kind of a a knit material. And it's usually blue or black or beige with some kind of 
light pattern on it and it's usually from Nordstrom Rack or I get like two at Old Navy. A hundred percent. All of that. I feel like my dad likes a very similar thing, maybe even less like elevated. He's like, I want a polo shirt and I want it in these specific colors and like don't stray from that. And that's been his gift every year because that's what he would wear to work. But then this terrible shirt that I'm wearing right now is from a brand named Crazy Shirts. I know about like, Crazy Shirts. Oh my God. Do you really? I do know about Crazy Shirts. I used to like, when I was a kid, go on vacation with my family to Hawaii every now and then. And I was obsessed with Crazy Shirts. And I always, every trip I was like, please let me get a Crazy Shirt. Yes. What? Yeah. That's so weird. I've like <laughs> never heard of anyone else talking about this. Well, my dad, crazy shirts. It's Sans. literally, where is it? It's one of the like Kona coffee dyed ones. Okay. He will only wear these. And specifically, he likes the Hawaiian designs. And he feels like the other states are not as good. <laughs> they have other states? They have one here. Dang. Okay. I know. I got to get my hands on a crazy shirt. I think we have to go. Yeah. We should go on like a, a field trip too with the crazy shirts. Absolutely. Damn. That's that's crazy. Crazy shirts. Yeah. yeah, we get in polo shirts, crazy shirts. These are more birthday gifts. But okay. for Father's Day, it's always the shirt the of shirt. his face. And he keeps them hung up in his room. So it's like every night he goes to sleep looking at like 20 of his face. So that's like all his is, decor. Yeah. It's literally just like shirts. I feel like there's not much face. room in a room for, for more than nope. <laughs> that. <laughs> he just leaves them all hung up. Yeah, that's that's great. That's a proud father. My dad's birthday is very close to Father's Day. So I think that always is an issue with the gifting. Yeah. How do you separate? Do you go like this is a Father's Day gift, but it's not your birthday? I usually get like the same sort of gift and split it in two. Like if I buy two, two for whatever at Old Navy, like one of the shirts is a Father's Day shirt and one <laughs> of the shirts is a birthday gift. Sometimes you should I'll get him buy... one shoe. <laughs> and then on your birthday you can wear the full yeah. pair fuck marry kill fuck marry kill since 2020 there have been hundreds of incidents involving killer whales attacking and sinking boats in the waters between southern Spain and northern Africa the attacks are presumed to be led by a female whale known as white gladys who has been training young whales to attack boaters. Scientists, though, say the uptick in media about these issues is just fear-mongering and that behavioral fads like attacking boats show up from time to time in maturing orca populations. Number two, Kourtney Kardashian <laughs> announced her pregnancy with husband Travis Barker at his concert last week, holding up a sign in the audience that read, Travis, I'm pregnant. The sign references Blink-182's All the Small Things music video where a fan holds up the same sign. Number three, Beyonce kicked off her Renaissance World Tour in Sweden last month, and now she's being credited for Sweden's surprisingly high May inflation bump. An economist at Danska Bank said that Beyonce's shows drove a marked increase in hotel, restaurant, culture, and recreation prices. Visit Stockholm, which is Sweden's tourism campaign, described the tourism boom as the Beyonce effect. So Orca Panic, Travis, I'm Pregnant, and the Beyonce effect Fuck, Mary kill. What would you wow. do? Wow. This is kind of hard. Because I feel like all of those are so good. First of all, can I just say White Gladys? Like, 
my grandmother's name was Gladys <laughs> and that lady was white. So I'd like to think she's been reincarnated as, as a whale. As a killer whale. Absolutely. I guess for- Does she have a bone to pick with boaters? You know, now that you say it, she's got a lot of enemies at sea. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, she was obsessed with Amelia Earhart. Okay. Is that anything? I do think, I okay. Think there could be something there. Right? Because, like, she maybe fell into the ocean. My grandma has become obsessed. She's a killer whale now. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Mary, the killer whale story. I think that that's so fun. And, uh, gosh. What kind of marriage do you think that would be? It would be chaotic, but like very loyal. Okay. Yeah, I think so. You know, you're like, what? You burnt this part I... of our kitchen. And they're like, yeah, but I, I would do anything for you. Like whales coming together to achieve a common goal. That's what I want in a partner. So <laughs> easy. And then I feel like probably fuck Beyonce, uh, you know, changing the economy. That's kind of beautiful. It's sort of surprising, like that one performer could have that big of an effect that they would. They even said notice. like the only thing that's even come close to this is like certain sports teams when they come into town to play, but no artist has ever done anything close to this level of economic uptake. But I read that article and I was like, I actually do know someone who wanted to see Beyonce and wanted to be like in the very front, like one of the very best seats, and was like, I can't afford to do that in LA. So why don't I just do my travel for this year, go to Sweden, get the cheapest Beyonce tickets, like the cheaper Beyonce tickets than right. they would be in LA, be in the pit, go on a trip to Sweden and come home for like marginally more than it would cost to be front and center for Beyonce and probably like less sounds... effort to get the tickets. So I can see how lots of people had that thought. That's such a good trip. Like... To, to see your favorite artist, but not in your home city is like one of my favorite things. Have you done it You're before? just like, like a lot? No, not really a lot. I'm trying to think. No, I've gone like a little ways. There was a time where I was like, am I about to drive to Utah to see Boy Genius for cheaper? But <laughs> no, I'll fuck um, Beyonce in Sweden. I love that. And then I guess that means I have to kill this Kardashian story. Although I'll say, I think that that's a very cute way to announce your pregnancy. I hope that he already knew. I think he knew. I think that was just the right. public um, Good. announcement. I would Because it would be way worse if that was like the first he was hearing of it. I don't know. They're kind of a crazy couple though. Like they are freaky. Like I do think the way that you exp explained your marriage to the orcas is how I do feel like Travis and Courtney relationship is. Yeah, they seem nuts, but sort of anytime there's like a little scumbag dude covered in tattoos dating like a very rich woman, I'm like, okay, that's a win for my culture, I think. <laughs> Ultimately. They all did it. Like all the all the Kardashians did it. Like it's a, a yes. trend. But that's the one that won out. I, I think they're just so wacky, though. Like, I, my friends and I will like, get high and watch episodes of the Kardashians. And yes. 
watching them is so wild to me because they both have like children with other people that they are fully ignoring and just being together and spending time with each other and then like actively like all around the kids being like we have to go for five minutes have sex because we're trying to conceive and they like show them like doing these like tantric um meditation things where they like don't touch each other for five days and then they like then they like have like tongue fights like it's it's insane what they show of them and that's like what they choose to show of them so I'm I'm like I wonder what we don't see but yeah if if they're like we want to put the tantra stuff out into the world (laughs) I can't I want to know what they don't tell us and I remember like them trying to get like artificially inseminated and them asking if like they could just have sex like on the like the medical chair or whatever (laughs) and I was like this is so crazy to like include this in the Kardashians on Hulu so I feel like some wild shit has to be going on at home and also I think that it's fun and they're having a good time so (laughs) yeah good for them good for them I think I would fuck that just because I think it would be a once in a lifetime experience. And I also think True. there's something like artist muse about it all, which is like, I think it's like sexy kind of, I don't want to be in that marriage, but I do think it's very fun and hot and like cool. I like that like referential thing. It reminds me a lot yeah. of, um, it reminds me a lot of like homecoming and prom askings in high school totally but like the updated sexy you're pregnant version did you ever get asked out that way or ask someone out that way with like a big sign i was really not like asking out but like when i would ask people to the dances and they were usually just my friends who like we had agreed that was something so funny like about the social code in high school where you would kind of just like people would talk amongst themselves about like who was going to go to a dance with each other and then like that was just the way it was going to be yeah and like people would go with their friends so often which was kind of great because if someone asked you to a dance and you didn't want to go with them you could just be like oh I already promised my friend yeah and then figure that out later like oh I remember this really really awkward moment my freshman year of high school I had this massive crush on this guy and I was like talking to my friend in the hallway and he comes up to us and he asks her to homecoming like in front of me and then she says no (laughs) and then I tried to text my other friend who had the same name as the guy I had a crush on being like lol like he asked me to he asked her to homecoming in front of me and I texted the guy because I was like, didn't have any last names. My phone just freaking emojis. Cause it was, I was a freshman in high school and I was like, that's silly. And I texted him like, LOL, FML. Like he just asked <laughs> Veronica to homecoming in front of me. And it was embarrassing. Then he like apologized to me in science class on Monday. Good, because it is so weird to ask someone out in front of another person. Even if without all that context, it's still weird. You yeah, know? <laughs> like, it was just also, like, there was no theatrics about it. He just, like, walked right up and was like, hey, Veronica, could I take you to homecoming? And she was like, um, I think I have plans to go with someone else. I think. I think. 
I have plans. Yeah. Love that. that was always no, the you most need a sign. Awkward. I think I did like a sign and a uh, some sort of like surprise, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you always like a flash yeah. mob on like vibe, but you're not <laughs> flash mobbing. You're just with the poster and like. Well, our school did a lot of flash mobs. We had a really big dance department that, for some reason, I was a part of. I say for some reason, it's because I was gay, but like <laughs> <laughs> it was. We had truly so many flash mobs to the point where you're like kind of anticipating that people will start dancing at any given moment yeah yeah I always like wanted to be a part of that like to witness that but I never really got to when I was in middle school our like ASB tried to put together a flash mob but it was so such an epic fail yeah because you have to like choreograph and everyone has to know it it's we tried to do like on the last day of school the um like summer, summer, summer song from High School Musical. Yes. But it was it was a flop. So <laughs> I've never been successfully part of a flash mob. And it's I hope to at some point in my life, even to just witness one. But I haven't yet. There's um, still time. Yeah. We'll yeah. do it. Okay. We'll do it at Crazy Shirts. <laughs> yeah. They're going to love us. Now I have to decide if I would marry or kill, kill yeah. the orcas or the Beyonce effect. I think all these things are extremely powerful. Everyone. So true. That's why it was hard. Yeah. I was like, okay, everyone's taking charge of their destiny. I love that. I think the reason I wouldn't marry the orca panic thing is because there's some it's like, feels like conflict oriented and I think I want mm-hmm. something more peaceful in its power. Um, yes. Inflation, not to say inflation is peaceful, but I think, like, by me marrying the headline, it's like I'm part of the part of the oppressor, which, you know, is not good for the world, but is good for me in this situation. So... Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, I think I would be a part of that. I would, mar- I would marry that. I would marry <laughs> the Beyonce effect because, yeah, I do feel like it would be the most benefit to me to marry it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like that's something that can be recreated worldwide. We could travel the world together, do a lot of damage, yes. have a lot of success. I also feel like you could radicalize Beyonce in a way that I think she really needs. Like, you know, I'm just saying, how can you be like a feminist billionaire? Like, get come on. Something I feel like about, about that. Rihanna too. Yes, Rihanna, if I just had 45 minutes with her, I think I could make her a communist. Give me time. <laughs> if we're eating the rich, I'm, I'm starting with Rihanna's. That's vulgar. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's vulgar. But. <laughs> it's pillow fight. Anything goes. I, I, I think that maybe I agree. Sometimes I feel like that's kind of my purpose. Like, that's why I was left with some attraction to straight cis men mm-hmm. to do that work. I don't think we should be in love. And I think yeah. that's some of my charity labor. I think I just go in, provide some resources, leave, hope that good is done. Are you in like a I'm not dating men era? No, I just have never been in a like a relationship with a straight cis guy yeah 
And I don't, I like, if I fantasize about like, of being in a relationship with someone, the person, I, I never see them to be that. Like, totally. He has to at least be bisexual. Yeah, that's you the know? bar. And it's not hard. I feel like more men than we know. I think there's a renaissance coming for like bisexual men who are like straight passing. Absolutely. Oh, so. they're coming out. It's happening. Because the amount of guys I go on like dates with who are like straight and then they're like a couple drinks in, they're like, you know, like, you know, I thought about sucking a dick like that. That seems like it could be fun. I'm like, yeah, you're you're bisexual. <laughs> I don't know who didn't tell you. I know that you like like dating women, but like, that's OK. It's you can still be bisexual. Totally. I've gone out with so many men who when we met, they identified as straight and then they were like, OK, it's super fruity for me to date you. But like. I'm still straight. Maybe I'll just explore that. And then like a few weeks into knowing them, they'll be like, well, I did suck all that dick in college. And I'm like, that's gay of you. People are so afraid to say bye. It's like, just the, the bar is low. Hashtag just say bye. (laughs) Just say bye. Wow. Okay. Pamphlet like really wanted to be a part of this. Okay. Pamphlet. Are you bi? No, she's straight. I'm so sorry. But she is, like, deeply heterosexual, and it's kind of disgusting. But she loves men. It's weird. Yeah, I think you've mentioned to me that she hates women. Yeah. She's she's got internalized... Not only is she heterosexual, she has internalized misogyny. She's a pick I will say, she's got good trans radar, though, because people who, at the time, identified as women will come over and she'll love them and then give it Damn, six months. Okay. That's a dude. So that's crazy. She's a, like a little, <laughs> a little gender psychic. She knows. She knows deep down. She should be able to like write the letters for people who need to go on hormones. Yes. She's a like therapist. She feels like... like you. <laughs> I mean, they have cats that like can sense cancer that they have uh-huh. at the hospital. I feel like she should be there and be like, this one's trans. It's saving people a lot of like time and emotional confusion. Honestly. She's meowing along. Yeah. She agrees. She's like, I agree. Well, I would kill the orca headline as much as Fair. it hurts me to kill it because the killer whales are kind of slaying over there. I do feel like the... Scientists like saying the media headlines are just like fear mongering is also like its own thing that is hilarious. Like this kind of yeah, this issue about fear mongering about orcas in the Strait of Gibraltar like is such a funny thing to be like fear mongering about. To like, call it fear mongering, it's like I'm not. It doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> like, I'm I not it's worried. A funny thing to talk about. Like there's been all these headlines being like the killer whales are not our friends. The killer whales are not our friends. And it's like, yeah, we should know this. Like they're called killer whales. Like, yeah, I saw blackfish. They don't like us. Yeah. And I don't, we're, we're doing, we're like, they have a reason to be pissed at us. So like, why don't we just agree to disagree? And like, we can, we can be like my exes and just coexist in peace and not be friends. It's righteous anger and we're separate and that's fine. You're allergic to cats, right? I am. I, not all cats. And it's really yeah. not, I can't predict it. I'm allergic to dogs. So I love that we have like, <laughs> yeah, we have this going on. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's it's hard i feel like being allergic to cats is like one of the biggest you know you would think i am a queer woman of color but i think that being allergic to cats has impacted my life more oh yeah a hundred percent negatively (laughs) (laughs) i've had like whole relationships be so difficult because i'm like they're allergic to cats i'm allergic to dogs we have to clean our apartments perfectly before the other comes over. It's really brave and like epic that you try. Thank you. You know, I think especially as adults, when I was in high school, I was dating someone who had two cats and um, we were both in the closet or I guess I was in the closet and they were not and to their family, but I, right. I'm forgetting the, this, the, the, the dynamics here, but I remember like going to their house like one night when I was not supposed to be going there, like I told my parents I was going somewhere else and we like were making out and I left their house and my mouth had like blown up. Like, so I yeah. had like an allergic reaction to kissing them because like their cat must have like kissed their face before. And they had, they had two cats, one who I was so allergic to. And I had a theory for a while that I was just allergic to all like red haired cats because of this one cat but recently i've learned that's not true cats just decide if they want to fuck with me or not and then go from there it does depend i'm not that allergic to chorizo like at your birthday playing with him i was like oh i'm not and you know reacting. what's crazy is i have friends who are not allergic to dogs who are like kind of allergic to chorizo yeah it's weird um it's really random but i remember like coming home with like giant like puffy puffy lips and my mom was like what did you do and i was like I ate something that I wasn't supposed to. And she was like, are you okay? Like, do we need to figure out what it is? Like, do we need to like get you EpiPen? Like whatever. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like I knew it would be fine. I mean, I guess you literally ate something you weren't supposed to. So that's true. That is, (laughs) that is true. That's just like such a funny, just being, being queer and being allergic to cats story of like, it's not a good combo. No, it really isn't. So many cats in our culture. Would you rather, would you rather, would you rather, let's play a game of would you rather. Speaking of cats and dogs, Snoop Dogg recently talked at length with Insider about his best friendship with Martha Stewart. He mentioned having nothing but respect for her, but says he does not look at her thirst traps. He says that he opts to scroll past any photos where she is, and I quote, on the Instagram page, looking like that. That's a lane we both stay out of. She, <laughs> she posts thirst traps? So, like, seductive, like, poolside bikini photos where she's like... Martha! You should go look them up. They're pretty juicy. I'm gonna. Um, she's wild. She went to prison. Yeah, she's a bad, bad girl. I, I'm kind of obsessed with Honestly. her. Honestly. Um, but on the other hand, J-Lo, this is, like, totally separate, but I'm, I'm bringing them together for the sake of this question... J-Lo posted a Father's Day tribute to Ben Affleck that featured, like, the most thirst trappy of thirst trap photos. Like, a deep cut thirst trap you send when you're, like, down bad and you, like, gotta send it, like, a, a slutty little photo to your long-distance lover. Like, that was the vibe of this picture. But I want to know which odd couple you would rather have with you or helping you in a heist. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart or J-Lo and Ben Affleck? Whoa, Okay. Oh, definitely Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. First of all, every single 
thing I have ever seen involving Snoop Dogg. I'm like, that guy looks so fun to hang out with. Did you ever watch, I want to say it was called like Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. I didn't watch that. I watched a show very similar to it that came out a few years before it called The Rap Game, which was, I think, worse. But I feel deeply loyal to that, and therefore I never started Rhythm and Flow. (laughs) Rhythm and Flow I watched right when we went into quarantine. And the whole time, Snoop Dogg is not paying attention, smoking a joint, looking at his phone. He is, like, completely checked out, and that's so bold. I do think having Martha there... Cause she's like been to prison. I feel like she has more heist material versus I feel like JLo and Ben Affleck. It's like, they're going to argue yeah, and they're going to have sex and they're going to get gonna distracted. Fight. Yeah. Fight. I feel like they fight a lot. I think they fight and have amazing makeup sex. I feel like they're that couple that you are like friends with when you're in like high school or college and like you bring them to a party and it's like everybody's whole night is determined by like the mood they're in. Yes. And if they're in a good mood, you're like, great. And if they're in a bad one, it's chaos yeah. and everyone's if, in if different moods. If they're in a good mood, like that heist is amazing. You go out, you party after, like it's the best night of your lives. You talk about it for years. If it's, if it goes bad, like you're all facing, facing life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not and like- I feel like Ben would throw us both under the bus so hard. <laughs> that just seems like his vibe. Like, I'm not yeah. interested. And J-Lo, like, everything I've heard about J-Lo seems like she's, like, the meanest person alive. Yeah. Um, which, you know, like, good for her, I guess. Like, go off queen. But I don't think in this situation that is... I don't think I could even handle an escape room with them. Honestly. Also, I feel like they would just be hooking up. And I would be like, da, you need to pay attention. What is <laughs> yeah. the combination? I'm, like, doing the vault. They're yeah. not even helping. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, I feel like, are the perfect pair because I think Martha Stewart would, like, be really the ideas guy and, like, mm-hmm. really get us, keep us on track, keep us moving and, like, have, she might have, like, fun little hacks of things that would help us. And then yes. Snoop Dogg would, like, keep the vibes going and, like, if we ever got, like, too anxious, like, he would keep me from, like, over-anxiousing into fucking it up. Like, he would, he would keep us cool and totally collected. And if we, like, if we, like, had to interact with people he would be, like, the personality guy that, like, gets us out of a sticky situation. Yeah, like, how are you going to arrest Snoop Dogg? I would just take a picture with him. I'd be like, yeah. this rocks. I also feel like the Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart post-high celebration would be way more fun. Mm-hmm. J-Lo and Ben Affleck, though, is one of those couples that it's, like, so... They must have the most amazing connection. That they came back together after all this time is, like mind-blowing to me yeah that's like that's real that's real love so not like seemingly similar yeah they seem like complete opposites also like he's got this massive phoenix tattoo on his back and like it is ugly she seems like she can overlook a lot of uh (laughs) his past them coming back together after all this time is interesting because i feel like she had him at a time when he was maybe more socially, like his social currency was higher. Totally. He was more famous for sure. Yeah. Now he's like this kind of washed up guy. Yeah. And I don't think she's washed up like that. No, because she was in, what was it? Hustlers? Yeah. But he's sort of, I mean, he'll like smoke a cigarette on a pier and you're like, okay. And hold a Dunkin' Donuts and like, he seems fascinating. He's a weird dude. Boston breeds weird 
folks. I've never been to Boston. It's just a weird, it's a weird vibe. It's a fisherman's town. It's mysterious. I feel like it's very American, but in a way that no other part of America is American. That's like my take on it from having never been. I think that's, it's accurate because all of their culture is like, and this is where the Liberty Bell was shepherded in by George St. Montgomery. And you're like, okay, whatever. (laughs) And clam chowder they have, so... I, I hear that, like, it's very racist. It probably is. It probably is. I feel like everywhere has, like, a different type of racism. But there seems overt. Every place is so, racist personality type is different. Yeah. There's, like, a Myers-Briggs for um, cities. There really should be, like, an Enneagram of, like, in what way are you racist? You're from Orange County, right? Yes, but I'm from a part of Orange County that is not, like, so heavy on it and usually in orange county it's very posturing heavy like it is very about morality and like kind of appearances to other people like you want you really are caring what other people think of you so like there's a lot of people who really make like the yard like fill their yard with trump signs because they really want to be seen in this way or like they're like have like confederate flag truck nuts and shit like that but also (laughs) they'll be driving like a mercedes-benz truck like it's that's the vibe in orange county it's also like if you have a confederate flag in california you are at least people in the south who are into the confederacy are like it's our history but in california it's like that is, you're just racist, dude. Anyways, I love that I made Would You Rather about racism, but <laughs> thanks for coming along with me. That's how things go. I can make anything fun about something devastating. <laughs> I think that's life these days, though. That's Truly. social media. That is like the way social media has impacted our brains. Yeah. People will go scrolling on TikTok and they'll see like a video of like a dog playing and they'll leave a comment about like, you are a mass murderer enabler because the place that you took your dog to actually like had a Nazi sneeze there once in like 1975. And like, because you took your dog there, like you must be supportive of like Nazi sneezing. The TikTok comments are crazy. Yeah. All, I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast yet but like all the proof you need is that people were so ferocious about the idea that you are white passing which is (laughs) fucking insane my tiktok comments are like a a ring of hell that is the craziest first of all it's like no but also like you got so many people being like yeah it's this and i'm like shut up (laughs) what are you talking about People just like hear a word and then they want to say it. They're like, ooh, that sounds fun. Like, let me try it. Let me use that. Let me use that in a sentence this week. Truth or dare? Truth or dare? Truth. Okay, speaking of what we were just talking about. What is, like, one thing that you felt very passionately about when you were, like, 14 or a teenager that you maybe are, like, a little, like, embarrassed by or, like, you were, like, okay, that was a little much? Um, (laughs) I have, so 
I was sent to, I don't think we had a principal per se, but like the school administrator. Yeah. Because I was aggressively fighting my math teacher, Mr. Hayden, because he dress coded a girl who had like a little bit of midriff showing. And you have to understand, I was like a butch dyke in high school. And I was there to absolutely throw hands at anyone who came for femme women was like my (laughs) whole personality. She didn't even care very much. She was like, what's whatever. I'll put on a big t-shirt. And I was like, I will die for you that he thinks it's inappropriate that I can see your belly button. So, (laughs) well, I was that person who got dress coded for a little mid. Were you? And I had to be my own crusader. They, not on purpose really like i was kind of annoyed about it and i was like you know complaining about it but then the school newspaper asked to do an interview with me like about it and i thought they were interviewing like because we had got a new principal and he was just running rampant with dress coding and we were all like he's a little bit of a misogynist like he we were all really annoyed because we wanted he wanted us to call him doctor when his doctor it was in spanish and um, <laughs> we were like, that's not relevant to you being our principal. Why do you want no. us to call the doctor? And we had found out that like at his old school, like he had kind of been weird about letting um, like people of the same gender go to dances together. So we were like, this guy's a bigot. I hate him. A lot of people had been dress coded and it was like really being talked about. We had like a spirit night where so- they decorated something to have like a woman in a bikini, like just like a little decoration thing. And he dress coded that like, um he dress, he dress like, codes like a statue he dress like, no. like the women's tennis team like for their uniforms like the, like shit that they can't change you know and um the school newspaper asked to interview me about it and i thought they were going to interview a lot of people who had been dress coded but then the article comes out and it's like senior yamlina bimadam was just trying to walk to her class when dr <laughs> astor like showed up and dress coded her for this and then the whole article was just about like me and like my thoughts about it. And I was but like, you thought it was like multiple people. Yeah. And I was like, yo, oh my God, I made, made the face of the movement and I didn't ask to be. And I was like no. a senior. I was just trying to like get in and get out, you know, but it was, it was wild. And then the principal like saw me in the office like one day when I needed like to get something, to hand something into the secretary or whatever, like some form. And he was like, how does it feel now that your 15 minutes are up? And I was like, I, I hate you. But it was after the work you were doing. Thank you. I Now I'm like, she can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> like, why was I in trouble? Because I saw that she had a belly button piercing. You know? <laughs> Insane. And like, high school, to me, I didn't grow up religious, whatever. But like, to me, that age is about exploring your sexuality so i don't think it's crazy that people dress a little provocatively they're like it's the first chance you really have to do that so like whatever also what's what is so horny about a tummy let's be real i also think like growing up in california and southern california like sometimes it was just hot yes and shorts were like a really big deal like how far past your fingertips they would go and like why does like a few like okay I also have this theory about, about like catcalling and weirdness about female bodies in general, that like in places in cities and cultures where you get to see more of people's bodies, like they're, you're less weird in reaction to it. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. 
I think, like, I've never been catcalled more than when I lived in Chicago because I think so much of the year, like, you just don't see people's bodies because they're all bundled up. And then every summer was, like, crazy. But it never happens to me here, really. That is so true. I was just thinking about that today. Like, the second I moved to Chicago, day two, this guy at a bus stop, like, asked if I would jerk him off. And I was like, no. Oh, my God. But... It's just different because you wear a coat 90% of the time. Yeah. And I feel like... So they're like, legs! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And the ankle. I'm fucking coming. Oh my gosh. Okay. Truth or dare? Okay. I'll do dare. So, okay. I'd like you to open Venmo. Okay. Maddie, find... we do Venmo too. I know. I know. But... The... So, this person I've been seeing, we did we like deep stocked this person on Venmo. And I've realized it's... An... It's a very revealing app. So, oh my god, someone... I just saw something kind of weird on Venmo. This girl that I knew growing up, who was like three years younger than me, who just got married recently, has like changed her name on Venmo. Like she's changed her last name on Venmo, and that <laughs> made me feel really uncomfortable. Like that you went so far as to change it on Venmo. Like that's going really hard for your new, your new yeah. last name. God, if they get divorced and she has to change it again, ridiculous. It's also a worse last name, you know. That's, that's so upsetting Ugh. to me about like Sometimes, traditional heterosexual culture. Like, why do you give up your better last name? Totally. I would not give, be giving up my last name for somebody else's. Yeah. Also, I feel like your last name and your first name look so pretty together. Yeah, okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Venmo, I think, find someone you went to high school with. Okay. And then click on their profile. And in the like public transactions... Scroll back a few years and if there's if they're sending money or receiving money for food, I just want you to comment, yum. Okay. Hmm. Thank you. Okay. What kind of like vibe of relationship would you like this to have been in high school? Like somebody I was friends with or somebody I just knew? I think someone pretty random if you have the option. Okay. Like I have people on Venmo where it's like, I don't even think I've ever sent them money. Who are all these people? Like, I see all these people and I'm like, who are you? Yeah, truly. Okay, I found someone. Okay, and then you scroll as far back as you have a chance to find them sending food and hit them with that yum. (laughs) There's one with just the chipotle emoji. The, uh, The pepper. The pepper, yeah. Love it. Should I comment on that? Yeah, comment yum. The way you said it made it sound like I should add letters or something. Or a bunch of U's and M's. <laughs> yum. Love. Done. I know a couple who, and I'm all for people keeping their finances separate, whatever, whatever, but they've been married for like five years and they will nickel and dime each other, like charge each, each other for coffee. How does that work? Like public transaction transactions. <laughs> they'll be like $4 for cold brew. Interesting. I feel like I stopped <sighs> doing that with my friends after a certain totally. point. Like you just get each other back. If we're easy. not, if we're not like super close and we're, I mean, it also depends on the, like the meal or like whatever it is, but one that's weird to me. And two, I don't know if I have the like executive functioning to keep track of all that. Yeah. I would forget. I know that that person would just be, I would just be constantly overpaying them because I would forget to charge for the things that I paid for. 
I used to love doing like weird little Venmo descriptions to give people something to look at. Something yeah. About, but it stopped being something that I felt like I had um, the limited creative energy that I have. I need to use in the right places, you know. Because <laughs> they in high school they were all so horny. I'd be like five dollars hand job, and it's like no. In high school they were horny. In college they were all about drugs. Oh, okay. But they probably were about drugs. But like sometimes, and then sometimes it was like you got dinner and you're like trying to look sus for fun. Cute. Okay. Yeah. Truth or dare? Dare. Okay. I dare you to text a friend that you, that doesn't live here, that you haven't seen in a while and thank them for putting you on to biting your fingernails. Like, <laughs> okay, love be it. like I really appreciate what you've done for me here okay i'm texting my friend david who i haven't seen in a while he lives in baltimore hey david (laughs) thanks so much for (laughs) no teaching me (laughs) yeah oh hell yeah i've been thinking about you lately oh i like that okay i'm adding that hey david (laughs) been thinking of you and then the smiley emoji that's like like, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for teaching me to bite my fingernails. I really appreciate it, King. Boom. Love. <laughs> Love. He's going to be like... There's no text before. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't realize other people don't do this, but like I delete my texts after the conversation is like resolved, which okay, I realize yeah. seems so sus, but isn't, I no, didn't it's, I think it's healthy, probably like healthy attachment <laughs> vibes. I, to me, like deleting a convo feels really like severing a tie. Like I delete a convo mm. of like, we've, I've broken up with somebody and I, I can't be looking at our conversations type of thing. Totally. And I, I, or I've like out of space in my phone and I got to just start deleting conversations that I know don't mean anything like to me and don't have like information that I'm missing, but I need yeah. to keep them because one, I'm like, oh, like sometimes I just want to go back and look at what we were talking about. Other times I'm like, this person sent me their address once. Like I can't lose that. I got to keep that in there. Or like they the told address me thing about is this so book real. once and I need to like remember the book. Cause also the search function has gotten exponentially better. on. It's on so iOS good. Search. Now I can find where everyone lives if I keep their texts, but I, yeah, I don't always. <laughs> okay. Truth or dare. Truth. Ooh. Okay. Um, what's the most embarrassed you've ever been in high school we're doing a lot of high school kind of love it yeah yeah the most embarrassed I've ever been oh there was so many really embarrassing moments in high school that moment I told you about when I texted that guy was pretty embarrassing yeah another embarrassing moment was like when I did ask somebody to a dance and got rejected and I asked because we were in like we were in math class together and I asked I typed out on the graphing calculator and like slid it oh and he but that's said so no. cute. Um, that was really embarrassing. It was also really embarrassing. There were like so many like kind of theater embarrassing things. Once my microphone was on when I was like taking a shit um, in <laughs> in theater. Oh my god. <laughs> Once like 
my really, really Christian friend in theater like confronted me about my secret gay rendezvous. Were they like, what did they say? She was like, she was like, I noticed like you guys are spending a lot of time together. Like, have they turned you gay? That's literally what she said. And I was wow. like, well, it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> but maybe. I like cried during Honestly, tests. That was pretty embarrassing. Oh, I've done that. The gay thing is embarrassing for them. Yeah, and like Like that they asked you that. Yeah. Yeah, that's But at the same, time, at the time it sucks. One of that girl's like best friends, our senior year, she by by that time, like I had come out, and she was going to like a BFA program for musical theater, and she was like I'm going to be meeting a lot of gay people and like, I would like to know, you know, how I should talk to them. Like, and she was asking me for input on that. And I was like, I'm touched. I'm touched that you've come to me. For As this. the like token gay mm -hmm. in her life. Wow. It's crazy that I was ever a token gay in people's lives, but it's also crazy that I'm not anymore. Like, that's yeah, a I think about that a lot in my life, you know, is totally gone from being the token to now just being one of many queers. Yeah, especially yeah. one who does not get, like, like, I people are always like, oh, straight vibes. From you? Yeah, I mean, I keep going on dates with women, and they're like, oh, so, like, is this your first, are you experimenting? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Weird. That's not the vibe I get at all. I don't know. I think that's also, like, a razzing technique. Yeah, to be like, I can show you the ropes kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like... Yeah. No. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. I had so much Thanks fun for having chatting me. with you about all this crazy news and high school and Boston and crazy shirts. Love. Where Love can my shirts. listeners find you? Is there anything you're working on that you want them to check out? Keep an eye out for. I'm all over the internet at non-binary cowboy. Um, anything I'm excited about? We're doing another uh, of the show that you were just on at UCB. July 13th, uh, it's called Conversion Camp, and we make one straight person gay. So feel free to tune in if you live in LA. Tune in, by which I mean arrive Show up. in person. <laughs> Wait yeah. in line, buy a ticket. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Check out Charlie's social media, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this feed so you never miss an episode of Pillow Fight. Love ya. Bye.